1: Two moving on podcast number three forty eight. My guest this this week is Ken Gronbach, and he is with um, KGC Direct LLC. And he's nice enough to come on and talk about what's going on. Ken, how you doing, man? Good. Good to be here. Good, man. I appreciate you coming on. And this is a this is a topic that I've I've stumbled upon here of late, and I, I'm excited to talk to you about it. So, Ken, you're a a demographer, so I guess explain what that is and and why it's important.
2: Well, demographers count people, and they 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 count a lot of things, but primarily we count people, and we and we count uh, live births, uh, immigration, aging, and death. And when you understand those things, very very simple stuff, Uh, you can forecast markets. You can forecast labor pools. Right on. So I found you, you can forecast economies.
1: Right? Yeah. So that's that's what I, that was the most interesting thing here. So I listened to a, a show called Coast to Coast AM from time to time, and it's a late night show, and I, I enjoy listening to it. And, and Ken was a guest on there, and that's how, I, that's how I found him. And Ken was talking about a lot of really cool things that, quite frankly, I've never even heard about. And um, I used to think I was pretty good at staying up on the news and things going on around us, but I was way off on this one. So, Ken, let's start like this. So from... A demographic perspective the world with the exception of just a handful of countries their birth rates aren't keeping up with the amount of people that are aging out of the workforce so i guess talk about that a little bit from a very high level and and how you see that affecting the united states and and other parts of the world
2: well let's start with with uh, china okay. china uh, about nine years ahead of schedule nine years ahead of of uh, projections by demographers has gone from being an aging country to an age ed country. Uh, China recently, uh, you know, they've been uh, boasting about their population being 1.4 billion, and uh, recently did a survey or or a census and uh, discovered that they were overestimating by um, 100 million. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, a little hundred million here, hundred million there. So they're at at about one, three, but that's not, that's really not the issue. When you look at a population, you just don't look at the size of it. You look at the age of it and where is the, the dominance, um, because of of China's one child only policy that was in force since about 1979, I think. And I believe it was at the suggestion of uh, Henry Kissinger, believe it or not, um, they they have uh, prevented, and that's the word that that they use, about a half a billion people in their country because they were they were destined to be overpopulated. They thought so. Um, when you're missing a half billion people under forty, you have a labor problem. And they, I don't know why. I, I got to tell you this because I've been uh, essentially warning folks about China for twenty years. And I said, they're going to they're gonna run into a situation where they're, they're simply not going to have enough labor to accommodate their infrastructure. And guess what? They don't. So they've gone from being an aging country to an aged country nine years ahead of schedule. And what that means simply is more people are dying than being born, which means their population is shrinking. If you have a market economy, one thing that you can't do in a market economy, one thing you essentially can't do in a business, businesses can grow but they are super challenged when it comes to shrinking. So what's going to happen to China is China's is going to shrink. And right now, internally, they have um, enough of an issue with their labor uh, to take their economy down easily. Their population uh, is going to shrink from 1.3 billion to about 700 million, uh, 2050, 2060. Now, the ramifications of that are so huge, it's just I, I wouldn't know where to start. Right. But they're a market economy, and they've cooked themselves. They haven't shot themselves in the foot. They've blown their foot off.
1: Wow. Okay. So that's that's a big deal. So as you're looking at um, from from an agriculture perspective, because that's what I do, right? So I'm looking at selling selling farm equipment and those kind of things. If you take out a country like China that is totally dependent on on getting things from around the world, you know, oil, yeah. gas, fuel food, whatever, everything. Um, if you're down to a country like that where they've almost cut themselves in half, what's that do to the overall perspective of of food supplies? And um, I'm sure if this is happening in China, there's other places around the world this is happening too. So as you're looking at the flow of goods from one point to another point, how, how is that going to affect the overall world economy over the next 20 to 30 years? We're going to have to adjust. And adjusting <laughs> significantly. Listen,
2: just just to be clear, um, Casey, I, I, I'm not a, I, um, I'm not an economist. I'm a demographer. Sure. Every everything I do is thirty thousand feet, big picture, macro, long term. I I don't get into the DNA of subjects. Sure. But I can tell you this: the the problem with fertility. And, and, and that's another problem, obviously, with, with China, is, is they're not having kids. And they can't have kids, even though they're trying to facilitate a culture of uh, forcing people to have kids. They With the one-child-only policy, they've essentially eliminated parents. And you need parents to have kids. I don't mean to be facetious, but that's how it works. The rest of the world, including EU, Eastern Europe, uh, Russia is a disaster uh, demographically, totally. And... Uh, So so where's the future of the world? The future of the world is the Americas. It's Canada, United States, Mexico, Central, and South America. The United States, 40, 50 years from now, 30, 40, 50 years from now, has a stable population, and it will grow slightly. It might even grow significantly um, owing to our immigration policies, and and if we don't cut off immigration, because immigration is—we're a nation of immigrants, period. We need immigration. So what's going to happen is I think you're going to see the end of globalism, uh, globalization, and, and uh, supply chain issues. But the center of the earth is going to be the Americas, period. Okay. I hope that doesn't freak you out.
1: <laughs> no, I, mean, I, mean, a little, I mean, it's just when you start thinking about how all this comes together and then the infrastructures that come into play, skilled labor, all those things that come into play, you know, uh, I think you talked about this a little bit when you're on when you're on coast was that you know we had this this wave of of uh of mexican immigration in the united states and we've kind of hit that peak now we've kind of peaked out there but the folks that we see coming now to the border are central americans and we're and they're coming in through um through the border and and the way that starts to look and starts to play out when you start looking at skilled labor and 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 labor forces you know we you can't hardly go anywhere right now in the United States without seeing a help wanted sign in somebody's window somewhere. As you're looking at the at the labor force over the next 20 years, I mean, where's that where's that growth come from for the United States? Well, a couple of things that you have to take
2: into consideration. Uh, between 1985 and 2004, um, we produced the biggest population, the biggest generation in our history. You know, it's called the Generation Y Millennials, and it's 88 million of them. It's a high percentage of them that are Latino. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're the biggest population. The the um non-Latino part of that population also is is huge, but not of course not 88 million. Um for some reason, and I can't understand this, and, and I somebody's gonna give me the psychology of this, but helicopter parents, baby boomers, these are their kids, and for some reason they've moved adolescents from 20 years old to 30 years old. So these kids are only just now these these this mass, massive population generation born 85 to uh, 2004 that are currently 19 to 38 years old are finally being felt in the labor force. So I think we're going to get a significant amount of labor from that group. The the shortage the the, the folks and I don't know when you were born but the, the, we have a shortage in this country of people born uh 1965 to 1984 and that's called the uh generation X. Generation X is that your generation?
1: 77,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, you're the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just calling, calling it like it is. Right. The Generation X uh, was only about 69 million, and they were about 11 or 12% smaller than the boomers that they followed. Boomers were roughly uh, 79 million, 80 million. So when it came time for uh, Generation X, your generation, to supply the labor necessary to satisfy the Boomers who had amassed wealth and were demanding labor, uh, you couldn't do it. And that's what sucked in the Latinos. So we have a crop of Latinos uh in the United States that are about 60 million. It's a it's a big group. Where's the labor going to come from? The, not only from the Latinos that are currently here, but from their kids. And 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 we are the Latinos are having kids, and it, and it's a very, very good thing. And I'll give you an example. Um 1957 was was our record year for the United States relative to uh, babies four million three hundred thousand. We broke that record in 2007 fifty one years later with four million three hundred sixteen thousand babies twenty five percent of which were Latino. Once these so it's but it's still a young group. Once that group gets educated and finds its way into the labor force and finds its way into government and finds its way into education, we're going to have all the labor we need. We're fine.
1: Okay, good. So when you're looking at, so I guess, can you speak to how you think technology is going to play into the labor force and and what's that going to do? How how is that going to offset any of you know like you're talking about the the. Group coming in now and you're looking at what, where they're at, the millennials, do you foresee technology playing any big part of of yeah, that idea? It, yeah, I
2: no, it, it very much could. And, and it's, that's not something, that, that's not a question for a demographer. But I, I, I will tell you this, I, I, I sincerely believe that uh, artificial intelligence and um, robotics and so forth will cushion the blow. Uh, right now, in the United States, we're about a uh, 10 million um, workers short of our needs. There's just uh, roughly 10 million empty positions. We have about 5 million people in the United States that are on uh, unemployment compensation, but those two don't marry, and and for some reason we we can't have one solve the other. But going forward, we we have an issue, and that is we we have a, a labor issue that needs to be corrected. And I'll tell you, can I tell you the biggest single issue?
1: Sure.
2: okay if you look at the population between uh, uh 55 excuse me 25 and 55 in the United States you have a, a roughly 120 million people men and women let's take the women out of the equation because women are not the issue of the 60 million men that are between 25 and 55 in the United States uh, we have a significant portion of them, that do not work. They're underemployed or unemployed because they are felons. They can't even drive a truck because you can't, you can't bond them. Right. They, they, they cannot get serious uh, jobs because they're felons. We need to correct that. We need to fix that. We need to uh, partner with the, the prisons and prevent uh, the, the recidivism that, you know, they just, it's just a, a spinning wheel. Sure. And I think we can correct that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh,
1: before our legislatures, and I'm hoping they they're considering that. That's a good point. I never actually thought about that, but that's a that's a really good point to make there. Um when you're looking at the okay, so the the, the Americas are going to be you know the the center point of of the uh, world moving forward here, there's a lot of skilled labor that's all over the world when you start looking at super chip conductors and all the stuff that goes under that, and the scientists and engineers and everything that come into play. There's going to be a huge influx of skilled, highly skilled labor that comes into the United States between now and the next 20 and 30 years, I guess. So I guess speaking from a a jobs perspective and those kind of things, how do you see that playing out and how do you see the overall economy? I guess I guess economy is not the right word, but how do you see those those jobs coming into play and, and the number of people coming to the United States? Well, as long as as long as we don't lose the fact and the understanding that
2: the United States is a nation of immigrants, the people that were here are Native Americans. We are a nation of immigrants. You know, who, you know, most of our immigrants came from from uh, Germany.
1: Yeah.
2: There's about seventy million people in the United States that are of German descent. In my opinion, a uh, casey is just going to make us stronger. As long as we understand that immigration is our strength and stop, I mean, this building of walls and all this, you know, the, the murderers and the rapists. And, no, we are a nation of immigrants, period. No problem. Yep. I take think- a lot of heat for that because I, I get well, a lot of extreme right-wing people that think I'm crazy. But no, it's true. I, I can prove it with history.
1: Yeah, it's not that hard to to point to make that that connect those dots. That's pretty simple thing to, pretty simple thing to do. So, Ken, as you look out um, right now in the in in the next immediate, you know, ten to fifteen years, what what are some of the things you're paying attention to, and and what's high on your radar right now as far as um, some of these shifts that you see happening? Well, in
2: the are we talking about worldwide or United States? Uh, Both. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're gonna. All things being equal, unless China for some reason starts taking in immigrants, which they they will not. Ninety two percent of the people in China are Han, uh, and they, and they do not do immigrants. They're they're xenophobic. They do they just don't like anybody that doesn't look like them. And so China is going to be it will shrink. Also, um, uh, Japan is already in the tank, and uh, recently uh, South Korea dropped their fertility dropped to the lowest point uh, in their history. And they're at the lowest point of anybody in the world, which is about 0.8, 0.7 kids per couple. You can't do that. You cannot, you need to breed. We need to breed. We need to have kids. You don't have kids. You don't have adults. You don't have taxpayers. You don't have labor. You don't have military. You don't have consumers. You don't have anything. What's going to happen in the EU already. Um, Italy has has gone from being an aging country to an aged country, which means more people are dying than being born. Same thing for Portugal, Spain, France, and soon to be uh, uh, Germany and Poland. Uh, all of the Eastern European countries, and, uh, and I said earlier that uh, Russia's population is a is a crash and burn disaster. If Russia and Ukraine don't get this war over soon, they're not going to have enough young men to to man an army. Literally not going to have enough yet. And, you know, I wish uh, Vladimir Putin would have called me because I could have told him he's not going to annex 40 million healthy people in the the Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't have any kids. And you know what? Ukraine has an abundance of 40 plus women, 40 year old plus women, an abundance. So, yeah, no, you can't do that. You can't you can't pretend that that. The population. If you have a population of, of of forty million people that they're healthy and good and consumers, no, all of that. It's you need to know how old they are, what's what's their ethnicity, what's their gender, and then you can make very simple projections.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh. So I've been to Ukraine a few times, and and the. uh I want—I can't remember the exact number, but it was something like there was three men to every four women, or something like that, or three women, three men to five women, or something. But there was the amount of 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 women, you know, drastically outweighed the number of men. And to your point, there was a there was a large amount of women that were in that that forty something plus that had not ever had kids because they had not married and not you know you gone. See, on that way.
2: They need you need to have. When when you have kids, you need a man and a woman. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, you know something. Something yeah. else. In Ch- China. China has ninety million more um, under forty years old. Ninety million more males than than uh, females, and they have no prospect of ever marrying.
1: None. Yeah, that's a. Uh, so that's that's another question I want to ask you about too. So China has they did uh, this uh, child, one child only policy uh, for a while, and then yeah. they've about four years ago, five years ago, they've kind of reversed that and kind of. You know, okay, you can have two now. Now you can have three. Now you can have as many as you want, but it's still not, it's still not catching on. And you don't. Actually, I think the birth rate's gone down, even even though they've opened up this uh, as many kids as you want policy now. So uh, you're seeing it. You're you're not you're like it gets to your point. I mean, you got ninety more guys, ninety million more guys than you do women. That, that's a rough night at the bar. I mean, I'm I'm going to lie to you. <laughs> not very good odds it, there. You know. Well,
2: you know, it, it, but it goes back to the comment I made earlier about parents no what when their their one child only policy uh wiped out generations of parents yeah generations at least two generations of parents you know when you have 40 years where you're missing a half billion people you have an issue they they China and and I and I say this uh in fact I said it on on um uh, nuri's program and coast to coast uh China has no way to recover from this and and he said well, what are they going to do about Taiwan? I said, there's no way they will ever go into Taiwan. They can't. Their economy wouldn't sustain that, okay. period. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are there other countries besides the Americas that you see that are going to be um, have a chance to, to really prosper here in the next 20, 30 years?
2: The continent of Africa. continent of Africa has 52 countries. Mm-hmm. They have a fertility of six overall. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen there. It's, it's and I, I tell, you know, I, I speak to a lot of companies and I, I actually, um, I speak to manufacturers and I, and I, I prevented a manufacturer from uh, building a multi-billion dollar plant in China because of, I told them what was going to happen. And they said, whoa, wait a minute, yeah. we got to think this over. And they, when, once they did the math, they bailed out. Uh, China, excuse me, uh, the, the, the continent of Africa is going to have plenty of bodies, plenty of people but it it needs we we need to or somebody needs to do something about the level of corruption corruption there because that's what's holding him back mm-hmm. even China went in there China was buying ports and in, yep. in um, Africa but I I don't know
1: what for right yeah, yeah China, Africa is a I tried to export stuff in Africa before and it's just it's a it's a whole thing it's one it's, it's so tri- I mean, i think that's the big thing too is when you start looking at tribalism it's just one of those things where we and i, I think in europe and, and in the americas we don't in the united states especially we don't understand how tribalism works and you're from one tribe i'm from another tribe and we hate each other and we're never going to work together and i'm going to get control one day and oust you guys out and you're going to do the same, by, same thing back and forth and it's just a it's like a an endless cycle of of just getting nowhere quick is what it feels like. So, it's a it's a tough market to to figure out.
2: Yes, a tough market, and from from a demographic standpoint, yeah, you know, they, they have the bodies. I, I believe that the continent of Africa right now boasts about a uh, a billion people. It could go to three or four billion based on their uh, fertility, but I don't know what's going to happen because the rest of it becomes DNA for me, and I I just can't go
1: in that smaller type. You
2: just taught me something about tribalism that that makes sense.
1: I, I don't, don't take it. I, I found it on Wikipedia, so be careful with that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Ken, it's, it's, uh, it's been a really honor to have you on here, man. Um, you, you got some good, good points here to think about. If if folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Best way to do that is on my website, which is uh, KGCDirect.com.
2: KGCDirect.com. And I'm, I'm very easy to reach. In fact, I, I, I tell folks I, there aren't there aren't many demographers. You have to understand that, and there's problem. There might be a hundred of us in the world, and I don't know why. I really don't know why, Casey. But uh, if you Google Ken, my first name, demographer, I come up wall to wall. That's all you need. <laughs> right, Ken, right Ken demographer.
1: Right on, right on. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ken, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. My pleasure, and
2: uh, God bless you, and and move some iron.
1: I will try. Thank you very much, sir. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and go to uh, the YouTube channel where you can see the video version of this. That's the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check it out there. Go to MovingIronLLC.com for everything Moving Iron related, and check out the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Ken Gronbach. Let's go move some iron, folks.